Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that is a core issue for a lot of people, and that is when to hire someone. I was at a fabulous conference, and someone asked me this question, and I realized I normally answer the question of what do I do with someone once I've got them, but today I thought it would be great to do a bit of a deeper dive on when. When does it make sense to make an investment in a new team member? Could be an addition to people you already have, or it could be a first person, doesn't matter. When is a really critical question to answer. So I gave some thought to this, and this is what I've come up with from experience, from conversations, from years of working with entrepreneurs and seeing what worked and what didn't. So the number one thing to look at when you're considering hiring someone, or even just a little inkling, a little thought in the back of your mind, is first of all, when you're getting bogged down. Now, often we're getting bogged down with tasks that we're not very good at, or it's things that we're procrastinating about, so we're putting them off and they're not getting done. And often when we put things off long enough, they go from being a task to a problem to a crisis. We make messes when we put things off for too long. Or other things that we're doing that really drain our energy. So just think about things you're not good at, you're procrastinating about that drain your energy. Those are some of the things if you could package them up into some form of a job or job description and got them off your plate, just how fabulous that would be, how much that would free you up. Now, the other time when you really, really, really want to look seriously at hiring someone is when you know that you're missing out on opportunities because you're bogged down. (laughs) If your brain is full, if you're spending a lot of time on things that, frankly, you just rather not be doing, you think someone else might be able to do them better, then that's the time to also really kick yourself into gear about starting that hiring process. Because what happens here is that our productivity slows down. I know that when I'm doing what I'm really, really good at and I most love to do, I'm fast, I'm effective, I'm efficient, results happen without a whole ton of effort, it's productive, it's profitable, all of those good things. But I have a line that when I cross it, bad things start to happen. (laughs) Now, my line's going to be different than where your line is. And some of us have just done the brute force method for so long that we're fairly good at quite a number of things. But what happens when you're really able to appreciate and protect the things that you are really good at, as a strategic coach, we call that your unique ability, and start to get much more sensitized to things that you are perhaps incompetent at. And by the way, we don't mean incompetent as a statement of your overall capability. It's just this recognition that if you are going to be unique at some things, there are some things at which you're not going to be any good at all. If anyone does anything better than you <laughs> than you would, then it makes sense to make that investment. Or we're competent, which means that we're adequate or okay, but not fabulous. And even a big investment in time, effort, training wouldn't get us that much better. Now, the toughest things to delegate, and I do not recommend starting here, by the way, are things at which you are excellent. This is where you have superior skill. You are better at it than most people, and that's not your ego talking. That's other people telling you that. And often there are great rewards and kudos and reputation and income that comes from doing what you're excellent at. But do you love it? having the passion for it is what takes something from being excellent to unique. So if you think of them as sort of concentric circles with incompetent being the largest circle on the outside and unique ability being the center in the middle, then you want to start to shed those things on the outside and that will help you appreciate and protect really what you're meant to be doing. Think about how you best create value, what difference you can make, how well that can happen. We unintentionally sometimes drain our mental energy for those things by doing all the stuff we think we have to do. Could be payroll, could be technology. So a really good friend of mine from the workshop was talking to me about potentially hiring a part-time person. 
And he was really deliberating. He said he wanted to talk to me because he knew I was so passionate about unique ability teamwork and I could probably help him think it through. So he was saying, okay, what do you think would make sense and what should they be doing? And do you think it's worthwhile? Will I get my return? So I simply asked him, I said, in your area, how much do you think it would cost you in terms of salaries and what, what was normal in your geographic area for you to have someone? He said, well, probably about 2500 to 3000 a month. Okay, well, that's pretty normal. That's pretty average. And then I said, well, how much would it free you up or what benefit would you get from that? He said, well, first of all, I'd be able to spend a lot more free time with my family, which is really important to me. He said, also, I think I could do maybe another two deals a month. I said, well, great. Well, how much would that make you? He goes, oh, well, twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a month. And I said, did you just hear what you said? For an investment of 2500 to 3000 you could make another twenty-five dollars to $30,000? And the look on his face was kind of priceless. He was like, oh, I had no idea. And that's just it. So we continued our conversation, and he said, okay, definitely I'm hiring, forget this part-time person, I'm hiring a full-time person. And we talked through the different profiles like Colby and what would be a right fit for him. So he got a lot of confidence about the benefit of actually making that investment. And that's what I want to to kind of convey today is that I am fully aware that hiring someone takes courage. You never quite know whether or not the investment's going to pay off. We've all made bad investments. Raise your hand <laughs> if that's the case. You know, you've hired someone, you're so excited, and then they didn't work out, or they took another job, or they quit, or their priority shifted. And it's like, ugh, please, can I just find the right person? You know, I like to say that I've kissed a lot of frogs, which I most definitely have when it comes to team members to support me. Now, when you find the right person, it's very, very profound. The leverage is amazing, and you'll wonder why you didn't do it sooner. And this happened to me over 20 years ago with my very, very first hire. So what happened was I was sharing a part-time person with my colleague, and she actually wanted to hire someone new. She wanted a slightly different type of support, and she asked if I could take over this part-time person on my own. So think about it. I've had a quarter of a person, if you think about it this way. So now I was asked to take over half a person. Basically, the whole part-time role would be on me. And I was scared. This was like, oh, don't know if I can do this. Can I afford it? What if it doesn't work out? I mean, I already knew the individual, so she was very capable. But I was still really, really nervous. It took me about a week to make the decision. So finally, I said yes. Three weeks later, I asked how soon this woman could go full-time. The leverage was amazing. I was kicking myself for not having done it sooner. And I just realized what a difference it makes when I am freed up to do what I'm best at with what I love to do and be supported, and someone else is going to do the things that I don't like doing, just how profound that actually is. So if you're thinking about hiring someone, it's probably time to do that for two reasons. One is you want to protect your amazing capabilities because that's really how you're going to create the most value in the world. And if you don't, being bogged down in those things will cause you to miss out on other bigger opportunities because you simply won't have the confidence. You won't feel like you've got the capacity. You know you're maxed already. So it makes sense to think of it as an investment, not a cost. If you think of people as a cost, you'll try and minimize them. Never a good idea. You always want to think about additional team members and support as an investment. And if you really don't think you can eke it out right now of your budget, then tap into technology. There's Asana and Trello as project management tools. Other people are great at using them. Fancy Hands is a great way to just have a monthly service. We'll just do kind of somewhat random tasks for you, which is great at work or at home. 
And then also think about a virtual assistant. One of the very best ones I know that's is fairly high level is from Delegate Solutions. And they use tools like Asana and Trello to help manage things. So there's no excuse for not being resourceful. We have so much available to us that wasn't when I was back in my very first hiring situation. So I really want to encourage you to think really carefully about the when. Definitely make a list of those activities that you're doing. And you can just use a criteria that comes from StrengthsFinder, Gallup StrengthsFinder, which is what do you like and what do you dislike? And anything on your dislike column is ripe for delegation, is ripe for packaging up into a potential role that someone else could do. Again, it could be an online person, it could be a real person, could be in your office, could be remote, doesn't matter. But you really want to be able to package up those things because just imagine the leverage. Imagine you being freed up and how much happier you'll be, how much more productive you'll be, and then obviously how much more profitable you'll be. So I really hope that this has given you some inspiration and some clarity about when is the best time for you to add to your support team. I am completely convinced on the value of making this kind of investment because when I know I'm freed up to do what I'm best at with the people I care most about for being a hero to, the results are profound. My sense of simplicity, my sense of happiness, my sense of joy, of contribution, all of those things go up, as does productivity and profitability. So that's what I want for you. Thanks very much for listening. As always, if you have any comments or questions, let us know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.